Hello, I'm Emily Dean. And I'm Kim Highland. And we're your hosts for You're Not That Special. Where we share conversations about the wonder and joy of our everyday lives. And we're so glad you're here. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Em. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Summer, summer afternoons. It is. Is it officially summer yet? I think so. I think we... Got. Hit the first official day of summer. I'm Maybe sure. Yeah, we're close. <laughs> I think so. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> it's hard because I mean I love that it's cool, but like right now it's in the seventies. It's been a really cool. Here we go talking mm-hmm. about the weather. But, you know, <laughs> um, it's been cool. And my flowers, I was showing you, they're just starting to bloom, which mm-hmm. is strange because we're like midway through June. But on the mountain, it definitely it's is different. different. It's yeah. different on the mountain because all of my flowers are like through Full it's ahead of yours. Yeah. Or they've already bloomed and they are like dropping those and they've got new buds already. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice. And it's just, it's such, for me, it's so, it's such a new season because I'm not getting up and going five days a week. Doing your teaching. Yeah. I feel like it, like this week though, it just really started because there was so much happening, but we'll talk about that All in a minute. Transition. Lots of transition. Yes. Yeah. That's the, that's what this today's theme transition, <laughs> which is a really good word because if you've had a baby, you know what that you is. You know, <laughs> you hear transition and you go, <gasps> but transition is like kind of the chaos, the crazy before a new season. Yeah. And it can feel pretty out of control. And yes, I've definitely, yeah, even though I was anticipating and looking forward to the summer, mm-hmm. when things come to an end, they, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes they peter out, but a lot of times they like rev up Yep, for the wrap up. And that's definitely what the school year was like for me. And then a lot of activities yeah. and, and then you're kind of in a, transitional time too. Yeah. And we've talked about this before, how the juxtaposition of this transition is so much um, more intense, more dramatic because of 2020, where things felt very limited. Right. So last year we didn't have all the events on the calendar. And right. We were just kind of figuring out what it was to live like Mm -hmm. Little House in the Prairie Mm -hmm. and go to town, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) every other week. Mama's going to get the groceries. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ethan's tour picked up. So he's touring again. Um, The kids were sick. Just stop there for a minute. Yeah. The kids were sick. And it it's, was the it was the sick, sick. The sick, sick. The messy sick. You know, the yeah. both ends sick. Oh yeah. Man. I fruit up. <laughs> fruit up on the floor and the ceiling. We should try to link that that meme. This awesome, awesome. Um yeah. My sister in law sent me. And if you have a little kid, and if you you know it, you know, you know it. It's mom. Yeah, I fruit up. You're like everywhere. No, yeah, no. And that Why? happened while Ethan was gone. <laughs> yes, so that's yes. special. It is special. <laughs> I got another badge. I think you know the yeah, Mario ding, 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 Mario ding. bridge. I was thinking yeah. of like crowns or jewels in your heavenly. crown. I was thinking Mario, <laughs> but. That just shows you're <laughs> thinking more of eternal things than I am. Still a youth. 
<laughs> no, I remember it was, you know, when you guys were small and that would just like come like a, a tsunami through the house and it was just intense. deep breaths, lots of prayers. But I got really, really practical. I have some great hacks. Share us your good wisdoms. I don't, <laughs> I don't need them anymore, but um, so, you know. Five or I guess six kids, you know, especially, I don't know. I think a lot of this stuff happened before Sam. That's when I like was my, my um, boot camp of mothering small children. Anyway, you know, the kids, like you hear the voice, mom, and you just like, you know, oh, that's the vomit mom. <laughs> you know, that, that's the mom. That's the, you know, you learn your sixth sense. And, you know, there are those kids that like, they feel it come on and they just like, fly to the bathroom. bathroom, Yeah. Yeah. And because they're really freaked out. Not so, I mean, everybody hates throwing up. It's the absolute worst, but I think sometimes there's the, there are the kids that are more freaked out about the Mm -hmm. mess of it than they are Mm -hmm. (laughs) the actual feeling. Um, And I had some of those, you were not one of those. (laughs) When you would get sick, you were just like delirious and you would turn your head to the side, kind of wherever you were, (laughs) usually in bed and just vomit. And it was just like, why, why can't you, if you feel it coming on? And so I don't know if you remember, but um, I actually, I bribed you. I put a bucket beside your bed and I said, sweetheart, if you hit the bucket, I'll give you (laughs) I'll give you $5. (laughs) And it worked. It worked even in your misery and pain and delusional. I mean, not delusion, your uh, delirium. You managed to be motivated by that little $5 carrot. And so you would, and you, so that was, that worked really well. That was my one really great hack. My money. It was an investment. There you go. To lift my ill head from the pillow and lean it over the bed. But it worked. I mean, it worked like a charm. And then the other one was whichever kid was the sickest slept in the bathtub. And somebody else told me that one. And at first I was like, that might bring like child protectors. I don't know. I was just like, can you let your kids sleep in the bathtub? But it's brilliant. You put a pillow in there and you give them a blanket and you make it very cozy and I mean, some of you were a little bit freaked out. <laughs> Why do I have to sleep? <laughs> but for those of you who would cooperate, it just works. It's a very easy cleanup. It's just whatever blanket and pillow you have in there. And you know, you were small enough. So those were my, the, my two hacks. The young, the young kids being sick. It's like it's not something you can really describe to somebody until they've done it. You know, there's not I, just like you know transition in mm-hmm. in labor mm-hmm. you can't describe to someone what that is it's just transition and then if you know you know you know yeah it's not and and we all have moments like that in our lives that yeah. are just kind of that out of control what do we do like what do I do right now you yeah. know and that's totally how it feels with with a sick kid there were moments this past weekend where I was just like okay deep breath and I really had to mother Myself, which we talk a lot about, and go, okay, what is absolutely necessary right now? Because when everyone is screaming, you know, or even two of them are screaming, it's just a lot. And then two of them need something else. You know, there's one of me. Okay, practically, like, I have to 
take a deep breath and say, what is the most important thing right now Yeah, to be yeah. done? Yeah. And whether you have small kids or not, or you're in labor or not, all of us have that. That's so good because that, that makes it very relatable. So working through a transition when things feel out of control, chaotic, your, your norm is just somewhere, you know, right. and you're trying to figure and, and it can really make us feel a little panicked and yeah. crazy and to just that hierarchy of, okay, what is absolutely what's, yeah, what's the, the most important? Thing? Yeah. Well, and then uh, I think for a lot of people too, uh, I know some people who out of 2020, they're kind of like, I don't know. I don't know that I, that I love this, you know, this, the way that things have been going, maybe I want to change things, you know, so right. their careers are shifting or, you know, they, they, you know, lost a job or they're, you know, trying to go, do I really want to stay here? I don't know if I want to stay in this job. I just talked to somebody recently who was like, I've been at this job and just got this other opportunity and a promotion. And I just left because I was like, this is not what I, I don't, I don't want to do this. It's just a very safe next choice. Yeah. And I'm not going to, that's just not what I'm going to do. Um, so I was talking through that with a, with a friend recently, but I know a lot of people who are in that stage right now just like and that but that's kind of hopeful just like childbirth after you've done it a couple times you know that yeah this transition feels out of control crazy but there's something good coming Mm -hmm. right after you know and so there's like this okay get through this and then you have that to look forward to right and to be okay to, yeah, you don't get to skip it, right? You have to go through it, and it's it's a important part of the birthing and labor process. But that is so analogous to our lives, and to be okay with a little bit of unsettledness, you know, when you're moving into a new a new season. And I think when when there's so much that we don't know, it forces us to hold on to the things that we do know. Yeah. And it makes me think of our, you know, our last couple podcasts on humility. I think that it is a humble place and that can be a scary place. And so, but what is, what is the wise thing to do in a place where you're not sure of, you know, what's up, what's down is to humble yourself. The panic comes from, ah, I can't do this. I'm out of control. Why do I feel like this? Everything, you know, we, we get panicky. And I mean, I think of little kids, you know, they get really panicky. And, but uh, kids in their instinctiveness and wisdom, they run to the, the strength and the source that can handle it. You find, right, who is in control. Yeah. To put feed on that, I think, you know, I mentioned things kind of went from zero to 60 yeah. this last month. Yeah. Um, finishing up school, your youngest brother was um, lead in his high school play, which was very fun. But, you know, it was kind of an intense couple weeks with that. Mm-hmm. And that, that it was an event, you know, three three plays. And then he graduated. So there was that. Mm-hmm. Another brother and his wife moved. So mm-hmm. dad and I helped with that. Um, my dad moved. Your papa moved. So we helped with that. And then we went away for a week to see some family. And so it was all really good, positive things. But man, I mean, by the end of it, which was like last Friday, we were on our way home. 
And dad was like, okay, when I get home, I'm going to do this and this and this. And then tomorrow I'm going to do this. And he's like, what do you have going on? And I was like, nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'll be downloading this fried egg of a brain that's inside my skull. Exactly. And and I realized I kind of, um, and we can link this, but one of my favorite authors is my friend Holly Girth and her latest book, and I should know the title, but it's about being an introvert. It is so, so good. And if you're an introvert, even if you're an extrovert, it's good because she really gets into some of the brain science of it and helps you to understand yourself and people around you better. But she talks about an introvert hangover. And it just gives words to a feeling that I get, you know, where I'm just like, I'm peopled out. I could just stare at a blank wall forever. And I have no thoughts. And and I need to have no thoughts, yeah. you know? And, um, but in that place, I also didn't have any routine because school's over. Mm-hmm. So I was glad for it. Mm-hmm. But all that to say, I kind of like ran, you know, 60 miles per hour into a wall, mm-hmm. was exhausted physically. And, and then I start to, in that place of exhaustion, I'm really vulnerable and I start feeling a little bit depressed and weepy mm-hmm. and what is life and you yeah. know everything all of a sudden feels all the things feel massive isn't, and hopeless isn't that interesting too how not to make light of what you felt but it is it it's childish yeah you know yeah that like a little bit of structure gets disrupted and we're like what is life <laughs> yeah. who am i yeah you know be yeah. and you know why because we're not doing things the way that we need to do them. It's just totally like toddlers like yeah, they when they're scheduled or they have like, too many parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, it totally they, is. They, they, yeah, they lose control. And that's, it shows, it shows how much we need those things. Like we are a ritualistic. Yeah. We need the routine. People. We need, sure. we need that. And, and that speaks to something. It speaks to something deeper, you know, it speaks to, I think to that, that kind of that practice, thinking of like having breakfast and the way that we have breakfast, it's like, it's grounding. Yeah. I think it's, it's helping us recognize and come into contact with our need, you know, meals often make us come into contact with the other people, the persons, you know, in, in our in our lives. And we know that with our little kids, but we forget it with, with ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. And so we push ourselves beyond limitation and then wonder why we're weepy and depressed yeah. and frustrated. And I think I had been really looking forward to, oh, I'm going to, it's all going to be over. I'm going to get home and I'm going to garden and I'm going to just enjoy all this. And, and I was just like, you know, like flatlining emotionally. And, but I knew, I remembered. I'm in a transition. I went a little too hard. I don't have my routine. I mean, even I was thinking about, I I need headspace. And even when I was working, my drive to and from school, you know, with some headspace. And so I think, and I wanted to jump right back. I wanted to jump from, you know, that right into all these things that I've looked forward to. And I was, I was disillusioned because I was like, oh, I don't even, now I'm just overwhelmed by all these things, you know, and just stepping back and saying, okay, I'm going to need 
a week or two, you know, mm-hmm. to just kind of, I mean, not a week to just lay around and, but just take some deep breaths and move into, you know, the, the new rhythm that I need to find. Um, mm-hmm. I know that for me as more of an introvert, I start to get a little, I get kind of white knuckly, like I can't do anything and I can't see anybody and I've got to, and I will like totally feel, believe like the way I'm going to cure this is to go into my shell and I will stay there until I can come out and feel in control again. And there's such a temptation to do that. And I know it's a bad idea Mm, because mm -hmm. we find our healing, we find our strength in in community, in, in the lives. So it, it's kind of, it's, I feel like I've had this extreme of people, 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 people. And mm-hmm. so I, I want to go to the other extreme of mm-hmm. nobody, you know, and I'm at a season in life where I could do that and, and realizing that, no, I have to walk this out with, with the real people in my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, but also, you know, to just slowing my pace a little bit. Right. That's interesting, too, because on the other hand, there are people who can fill their schedule so much that they don't hear their own thoughts, and that's their medicine. You know, that's how they medicate. It's just by go, 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 so that I don't have to deal with, all right, what are these emotions that I'm feeling? Yes. You know? I don't understand that, but yeah, I know people like that. Yeah, but but it's just, just they're both after the same thing. Right, and it's an overindulgence Mm -hmm. either way, you know, like... The gluttony of, like, time alone, like, time, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of, you know, the, the introversion to the extreme and the extroversion to the extreme. It's like that meme you showed me this morning. Yeah, I just need, like, eight to ten hours in the morning. To recharge. To recharge, and then I'm great for the day. Yeah. <laughs> that was... <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> I can also, and, and I'm not, I'm not against, like, you know... A three-day retreat if anybody wants to just, you know. Oh, I am. Go. All four. Into the woods and just stare at the creek and think about life. No, I could, I totally, I could totally use one of those Not speak to people. Uh Uh-huh. I'll go with you. Let's pack. Let's end this. Let's pack. (laughs) I'll text Ethan and be like, I love you. I'm leaving for three days. There is food in the fridge. (laughs) I will see you soon. But here's the thing. We want three days, but sometimes we have to, if we can't have the three days, and I mean, we should totally make the three days happen. Mm -hmm. Let's put that on. Let's figure out how to make that happen. Yeah. Because we know the kind of life that that brings. If people could see her face right now. If they could see my face. Emily's levitating. She's Mm. just like so. But (laughs) if you can't have three days, you know that. Three hours. You can't have three hours. You know that a focused 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I think in life, it's such a a wise place to be like, God, you know what I need. I feel like I need three days. Right. Doesn't look like I can etch that out. So could you give me a good 30 minutes? And along with that, though, and I haven't talked about this on the podcast, but I'm some years back, I talked about it at retreat when we did 
When we were on retreat, when, yeah, the retreat that I used to host. But we talked about, I talked about learning to receive the, the healing and just the, the spiritual strength from the body of Christ. So mm-hmm. I always felt like I had to have that quiet, uninterrupted, you know, time. And if I couldn't have that, oh, well, I'm just not going to be able to be restored today. Mm-hmm. And I am, I'm a huge believer in all of these, you know, right. in these quiet, un- uninterrupted times. But I, I began to learn that, you know, I, if I was willing to receive and not just see myself as somebody who had to manage and control and give, 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 mm. that I could receive that kind of restoration and um, just kind of, to me, it feels like kind of being put back together. Like my, like, I can't think of a word, but I feel very fragmented. And then I have that focused time and I'm just like, oh, thank you, God. Yeah. And now I feel kind of feel like the pieces are attached again. Right. That I could I needed to learn to receive that from people, from yeah. the love of people, from the laughter of being with people. Mm-hmm. Um it's a both and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for those who feel their Contrastingly, the people who fill their time with, you know, people, 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 people to avoid, you know, the thoughts in their own head, that there's a quietness there that the Lord wants to invite you into, like a right. a, um, a vulnerability there mm-hmm. that I think, I mean, I, I know we both are, you're definitely more introverted, I'm definitely more extroverted, um, but the season of life I'm in now makes me more of an introvert because I have four kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like what you said, like I have no thoughts. Like at the end of the day, I'm just like, I need to be alone. So what do you think that meant for me when I was an introvert Stare with small children? Wall. I think that you I have like... a lot of crowns in heaven <laughs> or or stars. I in, look back and I'm like, how? How? In Mario. In yeah. the world. Yeah. You do it. You, you just do. Did it you guys turned day. out okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think we talked a lot. And I read books because yes. reading books was it I was reading to you. Right. Everybody that was, sat down. Everyone sat down. And, yeah. And it was kind of a yeah, it was it helped us both. Yeah. <laughs> it, it allowed me to kind of go into my head in the book at least, and you guys would just be still for Right. 10 minutes, please, God. But I see, I just see how in the past couple of years, it was difficult for me to enter into the quietness, to enter into. Yeah. So it gave you kids. Yeah. And now it's very easy (laughs) to enter into the quietness. But in the quietness, there is, it's a different kind of. Yeah. You know, there's a vulnerability when you're around people, but there's a different kind of vulnerability in the quiet when you're like, geez, like. I can see these things in me that I don't like and I can feel this lack in myself Mm -hmm. that I don't like. That Mm -hmm. if you fill your schedule and you do work beyond your capacity, it's like you're always trying to catch up. So you're always kind (sighs) of and you Mm. don't have time to really to really self-assess. And I know I know people like that. I know I have been like that and can be, be like that. You know, when I enter into like stress mode, yeah, I'll just work 
and work yeah. and work and kind of numb. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a different kind of you know medication, but it's still you know it it doesn't it doesn't do the job. It's interesting t- to think about just um, God's design for us, the way He's made us. Where I mean, just we need alone time, but He's made us so relational. He's made us dependent on people, you mm-hmm. know, whether that's our family or community or church. As much as we might like to be, you know, independent and not need anyone, it just doesn't work well. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. pan out. And so you see how he's put in us these needs for for both. Yeah. And um and it pushes us into the places and, and when we're going through new into new places and new seasons and transitions, it kind of it strips us down a little bit. It makes me think of athletes who you know, they, they figure out their routine and it works for a while, but then they have to, they have to ramp it up to just become stronger. And I think in our lives, he does the same with us and, you know, with our circumstances, he's, he's constantly trying to mold us into the image of Christ, you know? Um, and when I remember that, it just helps me have such a better perspective on my frustrations and trials it's less failure, less, you know, the world's going to hell in a handbasket and more, oh, it's time to grow in this area. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like he's the coach. He's the one that sees the areas of strength and he sees the areas of weakness. And in his love for us, he's making us more like Jesus. And so he will bring us into hard seasons, transitions. And that, you know, just keeping that in mind it makes us okay with things being hard yeah. and that's so in love with ease and comfort, which I'm all about too. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we, we're not going to choose hard things, right? but when they inevitably come, there's a great poem about that that talks about, um, you know, we, we keep these things at arm's length and we resist them. I mean, we'd be stupid not to danger, you know, difficulties, but when it comes, then we receive it knowing that there's a loving father who's allowed it to come and he has good things in it for mm-hmm. us to learn. And I think that is a humble place. Yeah. And it's also a hopeful place. Yeah. And there are also so many things where so many moments in that where we trouble our own trouble. Yeah. Where in the transition, which is already difficult, you know, mm-hmm. if you can mother yourself and go, mm-hmm, yep, I'm in a transition season right now, then we go, oh no, well, what if I'm I'm not doing enough for my kids in this area? Or what if, you know, that their diets are all out of whack because of this, that, and the other? And yeah. what if um, I don't know, my husband and I aren't like connecting the way that we need to and you worry yeah and it takes this thing that's already hard yeah and it makes it bigger right and and it's already admit it out of your control that's why you're worrying about it right and now you've just made it bigger because you're worrying about it (laughs) yeah yeah pretending as if it was in your control which it's not. And in so doing, you're not navigating it wisely and right. well, and you're exhausting yourself. And that is so going back to labor. I mean, what do you know in transition? Mm-hmm. Breathe. Breathe. Yeah. Relax. Let your body do what it 
needs to do and know it is not fun. And it's out of you, your control. And it's out of your control. And to try to control it actually harms, makes it worse. Right, right. So you have to relax. You have to breathe. You have to, that's your job in it, you know, to just ride it out and right. um, to be calm and trusting that something good is coming. Mm. And it's okay to make a labor plan, right? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to practice your breathing. It's okay to kind of say, yeah, I think breakfast in the morning would be really good for me in yeah. this transition season. Yeah. It's okay to make some, yeah. you know, some, some tangible, um, we say both and all the time because mm -hmm. it's, it's this and it's that. Mm -hmm. And that's so much of life, but we want to swing either into the black or the white and say, this is how it, it is. Or I give up in despair. Exactly. Yeah. Then, and the other thing I think about is in transition, the people that are there supporting you mm -hmm. and they're speaking truth yeah. and they're encouraging you how important that is yes. to be very discerning when you're in a place of transition, things that feel out of control. You're so tempted to, you know, the lies can be really loud and turned up and to yeah. keep your head and to what is true, what is good, what is lovely. Think right. on these things. Right. What's encouraging. You can do this. Yeah. And to realize, okay, <laughs> I need some extra encouragement right, right now and to give yourself and to seek out. Go get around that. Yeah. And that that's not, that's not an extra, that's not a nice thing that you do right. if you Who's have time. Who's going to labor alone? Right. Not a good idea. So in this life, <laughs> we're not going to labor alone. It's okay to make a birth plan, but the birth plan is not everything. Right. And that's not where your confidence is. And we yeah. need to breathe. Breathe. Relax. Have a labor team. Mm -hmm. And there's something beautiful coming. Wow. Not bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Step one, two, three. No, it's not step one, two, three. <laughs> but that, those, are, those are important things to remember. We should write those down mm -hmm. so we remember them. Mm -hmm.